You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to Radio Ramadan Glasgow 87.7 FM and this is our third alhamdulillah fast of Ramadan and alhamdulillah a lot of people Sophie I'm seeing are in full swing. You're joining us um, I'm your presenter uh, David Duncan and this is my wife Sophie Hall. Assalamu alaikum Sophie. Wa alaikum salam. Alhamdulillah and you've joined the Embrace show and this is the show that's uh, by new Muslims for new Muslims so it's a show all about and for us who've come to Islam, converted later in life to this, mashallah, amazing uh, way of life, alhamdulillah. So today, um, I must I must sort of talk back to actually to last night's show, alhamdulillah, we had Sister Aya on, and Sophie, uh, you weren't here, Did I didn't even ask, did you manage to catch the show? I didn't actually, I oh. was uh, <laughs> I was actually visiting one of my friends who's, uh, who's not very well, so I'm trying to make the for hospital. her. Yes, mashallah, may Allah give us your Um So, yes, um, it was all about Ramadan, and you know, the thing that Alana and I were saying was, afterwards there was so much more, so inshallah we're going to have another um, little booster on Ramadan, inshallah, because... You know, we could talk for probably, mashallah, the whole of Ramadan eh, about so many things. But alhamdulillah, the main points that came out of that were to, alhamdulillah, with Ramadan, get yourself some company. Don't be alone. You know, this is kind of uh, such a common message uh, in Islam, uh, you know, for new Muslims, for converts and reverts. And the other thing is, of course, you know, alhamdulillah, take it step by step, alhamdulillah, so do what you can. Um, now, you hear me rabbiting on with the old alhamdulillah and the, you know, may Allah give her shifa and, and all this sort of alhamdulillah, what some people might call Muslim jargon. And tonight, uh, Sophie and I got our heads together and we couldn't think of how to name this show, maybe a little bit ironically, because it's all about language, uh, but we call it the Muslim jargon show. So tonight, um, this is going to be the topic. Whether you've been Muslim for years or you've just said your shahada, it's likely that you'll have heard Muslim jargon being used. Words like assalamu alaikum, inshallah, or mashallah, and they might have a uh, peppered conversation. And so tonight, we'll be talking all about these phrases and more, inshallah. Okay, see what I did there? Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, we'll basically be talking about the regular words that Muslims use that are not English and what they mean. So Muslim jargon. Sophie, what do you think of when I say Muslim jargon? What do you think of? Um, I think I think it sends me back to when I first became Muslim and there was the, the panic and the dread when someone said assalamu alaikum to me mm. because... I knew how to respond, mm -hmm. but I didn't think that my lips would make all those different sounds all right. at the right time. <laughs> and so I used to kind of mumble or just say hi, or um, if Muhammad Salam's name was, was mentioned, um, I would get so nervous, because even now it's a bit of a tongue twister for me, mm -hmm. probably because I say it too fast. No um, and uh, I used to get so panicked that, oh my gosh, someone's going to say something to me like, oh, astaghfirullah, sister, you're mm -hmm. doing something wrong. When in actual fact, people are really friendly and, no one, and most people rush these words and say these words and they're just completely normal. Um, but I'm used to it now. Yeah, I think when you say panic, I think there's a, probably quite a central message that will come up on tonight's show. Um, and that's this, this idea of, you know, stop, don't panic. Remember this most important hadith where actions are judged but by their intention. 
Yeah, actions are judged by what you intend. If you intend, uh, you know, to to be, to say what you can to say hello and to say peace be upon you in Arabic or whatever, um, or if you intend to, to be good, then that's a good thing. You know, if you you know uh, Allah uh, Subhanahu wa Taala, God Almighty, yeah, is not going to mind uh, uh, mistakes, and God knows your own journey um, better even than we know it ourselves. You know, so um, you know, don't panic is is such a, a big message. I think. It, in fact, I knew you when you first became Muslim, and I remember you worried so much about just someone saying "Assalamu alaikum." Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for Muslims, the Muslim community at large, they probably don't even think about that. You know, they probably don't even think, um, you know, uh, oh, this person might be worried if I say "Assalamu alaikum," because mm-hmm. you know people say "Assalamu alaikum" all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so these kind of words, you know. You're quite confident now, would you say, with Walaikum Salaam and all that? Yeah, uh, reasonably, yeah, I think so. The, the, way, the way I learned was, um, I don't know if anyone watches YouTube and Baba Ali, but um, <laughs> Baba Ali made nice. a kids' TV programme, and it's all on YouTube, so you can all check it out. Um, but I can't even remember what it's called now, but if, if you search Baba Ali children's TV programme, you'll find it. And, and he used to say everything really slowly, and it was repeated by little children. <laughs> and I used to watch these programmes avidly. And yeah, because it they was, are nice. Like I must yeah. say, like they are for children, but there's something really wholesome and really um, beneficial for them that it doesn't feel patronising. You know, it's it, you know. It's, the, it's the only thing that I found that was slow enough for me to pick up the different mm. sounds because a lot of the time when I when previously I listened to like say the recitation of Dua or an ayat or something like that mm-hmm. that I was trying to learn it was so fast that it was almost impossible for my ears to pick up all those different sounds that I wasn't trained to hear mm-hmm. before I mean even when you're talking there there's so many words that you're coming out with ayat uh, you know mm. du'as and all this kind of thing and it's 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 probably should be reassuring for any uh, convert out there any revert out there that's thinking oh I'll never know what these words mean and it's overwhelming you know they do come so easily that then you just start using them all the time Um, and that's the thing however you know that's maybe not also reassuring because people start worrying thinking um, how I'm going to learn these Mm -hmm. so um, definitely online you know again that the best thing um, I would say as well is is friends and so on and that big thing of don't worry um, is probably the best bit of advice I could say and and ask you know if you've got a good set of friends don't be afraid just to say "Eh, I've no idea what you've just said could you just tell me because there might be other people if you've got other convert friends who've converted at the same time as you they might be feeling the same way Mm-hmm. So definitely, and look, this is the the beautiful, the beauty of that hadith. Our actions are judged but by the intention. It means really, among the Muslim community, there is a, a non-judgmental um, uh, attitude, right, towards people who are learning the the religion. You know, and even if there someone fluke was being judgmental, that's not normal. You know, and then you know, God willing, uh, they could be reminded of you know, look, this is this is our advice from God the most wise, yeah, mm-hmm. um, to to know that people are on a journey, you know, and slowly but surely, uh, you know, uh, improving, God willing. So, um, you know, I wonder actually, you know, pe- people, anyone sitting at home, and I keep thinking about this revert sitting at home, totally worrying about the actual amount that they're going to have to learn. What do you think? I mean, you know, do you think there are millions of new words that I have to learn? You know, what do you think the kind of ballpark figure is? I mean, that's a big question for such a quick time I suppose but what would you say I, I don't I, I couldn't give you a ballpark figure I think um, if we're talking about speech we're not talking about your, your salah and your prayers and, and yeah. salah you know, prayers um, then 
if we're just talking about speech and things that we use every day, then depends. I think it's different for every person, but what they want to use and how they want to use it. Because, you know, you just said there, you know, God willing. And mm -hmm. I think there's something nice about that because I've even heard your mum say it and mm -hmm. your dad say it now because Inshallah. they... Well, I've heard them say it, inshallah, but I've also heard them say God willing mm -hmm. because they've picked it up from hearing you say it in English and it, and it resonates with them because it's words that they can mm -hmm. understand and, and mean something to them. So in a sense, it's like dawah. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Invitation. I mean, like, like, I really try to, to, to cut down, um, and I, I think this is a good thing with new, with new Muslims, you know. Um, it, it's a fine line, right, between, you know, uh, maybe, what would you say, making a different uh, culture or, or, or stunting someone's development by not using it. I'm, I'm a teacher, right, and I'm actually fresh from a, a you know, continuing pre professional development course on uh, improving literacy, you know, and one of the things of improving our literacy and improving our vocabulary and the way we speak, you know, which is an amazing power, especially when you're talking about praying with God, having more words and more ideas and so on. Um, you know, it's, it, we have to have a bit of challenge as well there, but I think... Um, the, I think there's a key message, for, especially for the Muslim, wider Muslim community out there, to really think about when they meet a new Muslim, when are they using, you know, an Arabic phrase? Even if it's as simple as, you know, um, uh, you know, salam alaikum. Even if it's, a, I mean, it's the first one maybe people even learn, salam alaikum, you know, and then people start learning it in Arabic, you know, really, you know, assalamu alaikum, you know, all these different uh, things. You know, bear in mind, that you know, someone might be a little bit freaked out or worried and feel pressured by um, by that simple thing. Um, so yeah, I mm -hmm. would say there's the other side of it, which is it's good to to kind of explain these and give people yes. a chance to see it, say it slowly, and, mm -hmm. and if you can say it well, say it well and slowly, people can pick it up. But also for new Muslims out there, you know, who may be a bit worried, I I I made some friends, people who were also new Muslim, and it was a really good thing for me because you're really affected by your friendship group and people you spend time with. So naturally, I picked up these little words, like, um, inshallah was the first I started saying. I remember because I think it was when I wasn't sure about making plans, I would say, oh, inshallah, we'll do that. And now I just use it, and I realise actually it means if Allah wills, it's not just about, like, oh, I'm not quite sure if this will happen, so I'll say inshallah. So it's got a deeper meaning for me now, but that was the first one. And then from there, I think it was alhamdulillah, that I felt I could see. And, and that then means, what does Alhamdulillah mean? All praises and thanks be to God. That's my, that's my favourite. I've been called brother Alhamdulillah and I say it all the time, it's a beautiful thing. Do you know what, Alhamdulillah, I remember it was a bit of a tongue twister, but you know, when you split it down, it's little things, it's Al, it's the, and Hamd, Alhamdu, Alhamdu, uh, and then Lila, you know, all praises uh, and, and thanks are to God. You know, it's... Um, one of these beautiful uh, words and phrases, you can say almost at any point where something really good happens and then you can say, Alhamdulillah, and you can be so grateful. But even when something bad happens, you know, um, you know it's, it's something I'll still use because I'll be, it'll remind me when I'm in hardship of the, what I have to be grateful for. And also, um, you know, it, uh, it can be a reminder of, um, you know, that God willing, I'll be helped by God, you know. So another, do you know, another interesting tip I was going to say, so really quickly, a lot of non-Muslims, I think, in parts of America, and I've started using inshallah as quite a kind of common cultural thing. Um, I know that down in London, it's lots of kind of street kids, right? Now, you know, I used to do the DJing, all right, back in the day, down with the London. Uh, and a lot of the kids in London are saying ak, like meaning for short for aki, which means brother. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they go, right, ak, 
Yeah, all that. So anyway, that's a bit crazy. Moving on, moving on. Uh, well, tonight, alhamdulillah, we're really lucky to have a guest with us here in the studio. Um, this is Sister Akari Habiba Hussein and her beautiful daughter with a beautiful voice who is probably the youngest uh, guest or semi-guest of Radio Ramadan Glasgow this year. And alhamdulillah, she's in the background uh, pulling daddy's ear off, I think, <laughs> by the looks of it. And uh, we're really, really happy to have her. Uh, but... Uh, I have to welcome you to the show, uh, sister. Uh, welcome. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum. It's lovely to have you on. It's nice to have another sister on the show. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> mashallah. Uh, so, how you how you feeling, uh, Ramadan? How's it been going so far? Yeah, it's been it's been fine. So it's a good far, one. Yeah, the first day was quite hard, but um, yesterday was fine. It's going okay. Yeah. What were you struggling with? Was it was it the was it sleep? Was it hunger, thirst, or? Yeah, just sleep. I was just tired. Uh-huh. I was doing 12-hour shifts, so yeah. <laughs> it was quite tough. But That's tough, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's so good, to, you know, it's so good to hear. Uh, part of my mind always when I think about talking about the fast, you know, um, you know, it's it's good to, to be positive about it. But, you know, see for a new Muslim, you know, imagine you're walking around and everyone's going, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's good, it's fine. But, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, sometimes there's a hardship there. Um, and course, and we yeah. embrace it. So um, has, has Hubby been, been helping you? We have yeah. to sort them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah. Okay. What, what what are some of the kind of things that you've been uh, doing this Ramadan? Um, just been getting through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twelve hours work. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't didn't do it last year because my daughter was born the first of Ramadan. Congratulations, so, Mashallah. Um, yeah. so I couldn't do it last year, so I was uh-huh. a bit worried about it this year because right. it was basically two years since I've done it, but it's it's been quite good. I've actually I've actually kind of enjoyed it, so. Brilliant, mashallah. That, that's the aim, you know. That was the big thing with the Ramadan show. You know, it's the best time of year, alhamdulillah, and that should be uh, the same for everyone. So, um, well, let us know a little bit about yourself uh, in Islam. How long is it that you've been Muslim for? Um, three years this year. Three years in August. Mashallah. Three years. Does it feel like longer? No, it no? feels like it was only like Is that right? last week. Yeah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah. So, could you tell us a bit about you know how you came to Islam and, and really maybe importantly as well how it's been since you've become Muslim? Sure, yeah. Um, I was raised a Catholic. Okay. Um, I went to Catholic schools and things like that, but I didn't really, don't know, like I didn't really want to go to church or anything. It uh-huh. never really made sense to me. Um, but um, we're just. Um, we're just um, one second. That's alright. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so um, you were uh, you went to Catholic school, but you weren't particularly yeah. religious. No, no, I didn't didn't feel very religious at all. Um, so um, I started like clubbing and things like that, as probably everybody's went through. They've went through like their clubbing phase, and they've went out. And um, I actually met my I met my husband um, uh-huh. at my friend's party, and yeah. uh, he showed me uh, we're. We were going out for maybe six months before he showed me um, before he showed me a video one day, um, and uh, I thought he he only showed me and he, he didn't really sort of um, put any pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the video? Do you remember? I can't even remember. Is that right? No, I can't remember. But it kind of struck a chord with me, and mm-hmm. um, he never mentioned it at all after that. And mm. I just started doing my own research. Um, and then one day I um, noticed that one of my friends was um, kind of off the scene and I, I went to go and find out how she was and I realised that she had become a Muslim and I was mm. like, oh my goodness. I was like, 
I want to be a Muslim as well. I've who, been who, thinking about it for months. And who was that again? Khadija. Oh, sister yeah. Khadija, yes, Mashallah, who I, I used to work with before I was Muslim uh-huh. as well, Mashallah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you feel when you when you find out Khadija? You know, it's you were, crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like, um, but <laughs> then me and her were like inseparable after that, and <laughs> we she started like um, sort of we met up every week and we spoke about God and things like that. And one day I just decided out the blue like have to do this like there's no going back now and I took my shahada and ever since I've just been I just feel as though like a ton of weight has been lifted oh, off my shoulders um, so yeah that's <laughs> good it's good so um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I better start explaining all this jargon but I'm saying mashallah <laughs> mashallah it's, it means like God willed it and it's yeah. just like when you see something absolutely amazing yeah. and just remember and you know alhamdulillah uh, you know thanks to God uh, it's something that is it's it's so emotional as well because mm. it's there's nothing quite like it you know of course um, yeah. and uh, it's amazing when our hearts you know appreciate it so can, what, what about since the shahada what's the journey been like um, at first, um, it was like a spiritual high. It was mm-hmm. everything was amazing and that kind of thing. And then after it kind of calmed down a wee bit, and mm-hmm. my friends moved away to different countries, and I felt a bit isolated. And um, I found it really, really difficult to sort of try and like get on with my religion because I didn't really know like what I didn't really know what what. I should be studying and I was worried I didn't want to learn the wrong things and mm. I didn't want to get caught up in like extremism and stuff Is like that, that. Right? yeah did you, did you really so fear becoming yeah, a terrorist? I was worried I thought like God I don't want to you. get caught in the wrong side of Islam and mm. get uh, I felt vulnerable so I didn't I just didn't did, did you did you come across some people that were coming out with quite extreme stuff yeah I have Is that right? yeah like well for me it felt mm-hmm. extreme anyway mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and I thought oh no I can't like I just need to I just need to stay the way I am right now mm-hmm. I don't want to move move I don't want to excel in my religion I just want to stay in this position right. um until just recently um mm-hmm. uh, sister Hannah yeah. set up the Glasgow Reverts group That's right. and um sure. ever since then like I went through a tough time after I had the baby. I had like postnatal depressions and mm. stuff like that. And, um, obviously, I didn't really have my religion, so mm. I found it tough to cope with. Um, and then this this group came in, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I found people that are just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been really good and it's been really refreshing. And I feel as though. I'm, I'm going back to the person that I was when I took my shahada and I feel happier within myself. And well, That's yeah. lovely to hear. <laughs> and you can see a real brightness in your face. You just seem really so yeah. happy and relaxed. Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah. It's just been so much better. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's so good. I mean, th- this is the thing where um, it, is, it is quite scary, especially if you're learning on online, mm-hmm. especially yeah. um, that, that kind of stuff. You know, regarding, um, you know, uh, fearing of, of like kind of uh, people being extreme and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it must be the case. It must be intense. I mean, I, I became Muslim uh, 10 years ago uh, now, alhamdulillah. And of course, I mean, it was closer to what, you, you know, of course, 9-11, you know, this yeah. thing. That unfortunately, still, terms. I mean, I teach children who weren't even born uh, when it <laughs> happened. You know, it's quite, it's becoming history. Um, but it's still quite big in the minds. But, you know, 
even since I've been a boy, terrorism has gone down, yeah. you know, in the UK. Like, yeah. terrorism used to be huge, you know, like, there used to be bombings uh, a lot and so on. Um, there's still, you know, for example, there's a bombing in March in Northern Ireland, mm. but, you know, d- and a, a, unfortunately a police officer died. Mm. Um, it doesn't make it in the news, but there's such yeah. a huge... It feels like there's a growing, growing, you know, uh, chat in the news of about course, Muslims. Yeah. And I think I think for the, Mus- for the new Muslim experience, we can't avoid this. Course, there's this kind yeah. of real fear mm. about, um, about uh, Muslims and being harmful in society. Society and thing, and as I was saying, you know, the, the the reality of the matter is when you look at it, and I say I work in school teaching with Muslims, and you know, meet loads of different in, uh, Muslims around the community, and it, you know, um, Muslims are, are maybe just just as boring, you know, just as amazing as well. Uh, but it's the people around them, you know, and that this same um, idea of difference isn't there. But it, it's still that fear, still that story that yeah. kicks about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the, part it's of the what, thing. It's what everyone asks you every time you yeah. you mention you're Muslim. Like you get these questions about also, what do you think of like what's going on in Paris and things yeah. like that? And yeah. it's like you're kind of you're kind of the spokesperson for it. Of you course. should you should be apologising for it. <laughs> this is the yeah. This is the way. You know, it's it's, it's a shame. It's uh, it's disgusting the stuff that happens over there, um, and, and so on. And it's it's, a sh- it's such a shame. And I like to think of a time when you know there wasn't such a thought about Islam and Muslims. Mm. But see, to be honest, you know, th- I think I think what we're facing is there's such a culture that's been here for a long time in yeah. the uh, this part of the world where people have been you know where Islam has been represented in a yeah. bad way because of political histories and all this kind of stuff but God willing you know I'm so optimistic the more that um, you know the, the insider voice gets across the more that we, we get together and speak about it and it's good but listen let's focus back on, on the new Muslim issues mm-hmm. Muslim jargon is this something that you have had any experience of and so yeah, on what's your thoughts on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Khadija yeah. when you first met Khadija did you think oh my gosh what she's saying? Yeah because Khadija just excelled in her religion so quickly, mm-hmm. mashallah. So she she knew everything like mm-hmm. by the time I met up with her and I was just like, Well, what is she saying? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um but you just learn these things. Um mm-hmm. with with jargon, like I I don't I don't use these words a lot unless I'm with other Muslims. Right. Mm-hmm. Um just because I feel as though if I say it in front mm. of non-Muslims, they might think this yeah. person's a wee bit strange. Like she's deliberately using these words, mm. um, knowing that I don't know what they mean. So right. I try and avoid it. Avoid well, that's it, what yeah. I do as well. I don't. Th- I think I would probably alienate people. Either. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Sophie works with Muslims, but I, mm. you know, I work with non-Muslims. I would never say inshallah, but I do say God willing. You know, yeah. I, and, and, I do, yeah. and I say it, I've, I've got different ways of saying it. You know, yeah. sometimes I can say it quite. Quietly, God willing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes I feel like, you know, God willing. Hopefully that happens. Uh, but but uh, so on. What were you going to say, sorry? sorry. Yeah. Well, because I work with like predominantly Muslims and uh-huh. um, although good non-Muslims as well, quite a diverse workforce. But I'm using words like inshallah, mashallah, salam alaikum all the time. And then so when I do go out into the kind of real world. There'll be times when I'm not, not real. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> when I'm dealing with people who are not Muslim regular, more regularly than working oh. in Amina, um, I suddenly go into like a shop and I'll say, Asalaamu Alaikum, or I left a voicemail on my parents' 
answer machine <laughs> and I got I got through the voice without oh, saying any jargon and then at the end I went oh assalamu alaikum oh bye bye sorry and, I, and the thing was because it was an answer machine it wasn't a voicemail I couldn't go back and edit it or delete it so it was just stuck there so I'm hoping I could go this weekend and delete it before I listen to it so just before we finish what advice would you give uh, Sister Carly to any new Muslim that, that maybe feels overwhelmed by the uh, language or any tips you would give to them about that just ask questions just be like just don't be afraid to be like what are you talking about I don't understand what you're saying mm-hmm. like I do it all the time sometimes some people speak in maybe different languages mm-hmm. as well as using yeah. jargon as well so just just ask questions Alhamdulillah so sorry you were saying yeah. Go on, just, yeah, just ask questions just Mashallah. don't be afraid to ask Alhamdulillah <laughs> um, what about yourself Sophie what, what would you say I mean the, the thing is um, actually I feel that um, it's, it's, it's quite a, a deep question because even there's a sort of idea even for example at learning to pray in Arabic Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a deep question for some people yeah. and some people you know are really um, happy and feel a real benefit to that some people actually feel that you know it, it's bad to pray in Arabic you know I think when we first come into Islam and I think there was probably a questioning part in me as to why would it be in Arabic um, you know but after a time, um, you know, I realised this, uh, the wisdom of God and this preservation of this way of life through so many cultures and, and words can mean so many things through different uh, times. Think about like the word sick, for example, you know, mm. uh, you know, when I was young, that would never mean anything good at all. But, you know, for, for um, the current generation of, of teenagers... <laughs> As soon as you see sick, they, they think it's almost the first thing they think is good, you know. Um, uh, but there's there's this wisdom, and um, there, there's real for me learning the language. There's a real uh, yeah. spiritual it's a spiritual thing mm-hmm. where I'm really uh, connecting with these deep meanings of Alhamdulillah. It's not just the thanks; it's it's the praise. Um, it's such a deep uh, concept and so on that it really benefits religion. And it, the thing to remember as well is it's not just Arabic because different forms of Arabic are spoken all over the world. It's Quranic Arabic you're speaking, so you know it's it's a preserved yeah. version of Arabic, which is you know um, very different to what people speak every day. So that struggle we feel as new Muslims, other people might feel as well. So. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just a, a natural struggle, but I think you're absolutely right. Ask, take it easy, and don't worry. That would be my tips. So, alhamdulillah, basically, thank you very much. That's been a, a fantastic show. Carly, thank you so much. May Allah bless you, your family, your beautiful daughter, okay. mashallah. And inshallah, she'll be on Radio Ramadan soon. Uh, tomorrow on Embrace, we're going to, inshallah we're going to be uh, having a charity drive through uh, tomorrow evening inshallah, Uh, so join us then and also uh, we'll be back on Friday night as ever on 8pm on Radio Ramadan Glasgow 87.7 FM Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.